0: Welcome to Friday, uh, Hope Hotline Podcast. I'm all discombobulated. (laughs) I don't know why Fridays do it to me. We're here. Yeah, we're here. We're good. (laughs) It's a great day. It's a wonderful day. It is a wonderful day. Super excited about today. Lots of good things, but nothing in particular. So let's just go to the next slide, or the only slide so far. (laughs) Please like and share. Yep. Subscribe. Comment. Comment. Oh, you added comment in there. I did. She's updated it. Yep. So it's, I'm looking over here. There you go. But I'm looking up. So it's like and share, comment. Yep. All of those help bring numbers up, correct? Yes, very much. Subscribe, comment. Again, I'm repeating myself. Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, and BlackrobeTV.com. You can watch us on all of those platforms. You can, even, you can even comment on Blackrobe, but you can't share on Black Robe, correct? No.
1: I mean, there's a link to share it, so I'll like, copy. If I don't want to share a Facebook link, I'll copy and paste the Black Robe link um, okay. for people to watch. Email it, um, send it a text, okay. all the good things. But yeah, no, no sharing on Blackrobe.
0: All right. Perfect. Perfect. So friends, neighbors, please, <laughs> please do your part. Which really isn't your part. You're helping me out. Like, but please help me out. <laughs> Pretty much is what I'm saying to you. You got to help me out. I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. That's it. All righty. What's next? What do we got, girl? I, have sp- I see a tiger. I
1: have a special surprise for you. Oh, dear Lord. I see. heard that it's a special day. so It is a special day. Here we go. Okay. Master Tom. I heard it was his birthday and I wanted to make him a special card. And the only one that satisfied was Jib Jab.
0: (laughs) I laughed the whole time. So I'm sure you did. (laughs) Uh, If you could have seen my face while I was watching it, people, I'm like, what is that? She
1: was very confused. I think we have to watch it again. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) totally unnecessary. It's the thought that counts in this one. It was, it was, totally it was. 100%. It's the thought that counts. Hope was hoping like, for something what?
1: emotional. No, no, no. What jib jab. on
0: here? Have you never done jib jab before? I have done jib jab. Um, I've never seen anything like that before in my life yes. for jib jab. Like <laughs> I couldn't even figure out what it was doing or why it was like it was. It,
1: they were rising up in the morning. You got to listen to the lyrics, but it's okay. I'll send it to you so you can watch it like a couple extra times. It probably will get you the next time.
0: Are you sure about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not anything about being in the morning.
1: Yeah, it says rise up. Do I have to play it no, again? rising up. Rising up. Yeah. Back on the streets. Yeah, and they got on the streets. Now, they were I don't doing think everything. The the do anything
0: about. <laughs> you look up the lyrics right now. I don't think there's anything about the morning. I think I should and play it fruit again. Fruit Loops, which he does love. Fruit Loops. See. But I'm just, I don't think that, does it say anything about it, Logan? Put them on. Do you want me to play it again? Okay, coming in. Look up the words. I don't think (laughs) it's, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't think there's anything about eating or like coming Mm. in the morning or like, I was perplexed. I love it. I love (laughs) perplexing you. (laughs) you. (laughs) That's why you fit all personalities. Of course. Oh my gosh. Something else, Chick. It was yeah. It was. I literally was perplexed though. I did not know. I did not know where that was. I going. know you didn't. That I'm was like, the, why is like he's not competing in anything. No. Like what's going on here? Why were, you, why were they chasing It you was just it? a birthday. Uh, thank yeah. you, Logan. They just, Logan I, is confused too. <laughs> <laughs> it makes. I, I,
1: I, I wasn't trying to make sense. I was my happy birthday card to him. Every birthday card doesn't always make sense. It just is from. The uh, heart. Who would have known
0: it was him whose birthday it was? That, even until the end. I didn't want end. anybody
1: to know until the end. I was, oh, that was yeah, the plan. That
0: was the plan. That's why I think I was
1: confused. Yeah. No, it was, it was all on the plan. 100%. So totally I that start out as
0: a tiger, and then he ends up as a tiger. Yeah. So good. Break
1: dancing and you were breakdancing?
0: I never caught that.
1: Do you need to watch it again? No.
0: <laughs> sure. I'm done. <laughs> I have it ready. I'm going to be honest with I you. I have it ready. If I never see that thing ever again,
1: <laughs> that thing is gonna be stored in here somewhere special, and it's gonna come out
0: at a very special time. So it is my husband's birthday today.
1: It is. Happy birthday,
0: Pastor Tom. After this, I'm going and getting him wings. That's what he wants. Ooh! So. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Shucker. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice. It's a. It's a pretty good day in the lively household. Pretty yeah. crazy. Got some. Some stuff going on, but it's not a bad day. So, shall we just go straight to the questions? Cause listen, girl, I mean, I can play it one more time. No. Okay. Okay, let's go. I don't think no.
1: no. No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that sucker again. Oh man. And, and unless I'm in party poopers. It. It's not about being a- oh look at my hair. I, no, I no, just not literally way. you should have seen me. Trying to, Do you want me to play sorry. it again and you can no, fix your hair? I'm good. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I'll pull my hair back in a ponytail right now. I, we're not watching that sucker again. Only place, only podcast in town where you'll see somebody fix their hair. Listen,
1: I, we have some people on here commenting how amazing that video was. So just saying. But it's okay. We'll just, we'll just go right to the question. For all two of you,
0: it's only because you're a fan of Tracy.
1: I, I love you guys. Thank you. Other than
0: that, everybody else, and Jer, who is in the room, and I'm going to say nothing. He's so whipped, it's unbelievable.
1: He's such a good husband.
0: He is a good husband. He's my ride or die. What? My ride or die. Gracious, appreciative, and whooped. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Listen, I'm not saying that you're not the man of your home. Okay, that I'm not saying, but I'm saying you're whooped by your wife. I'm pretty cute. But you still can be the man in your home.
1: <laughs> oh, Heather. oh, Heather missed it. You can it. be. Man, all these people missed it. They're going to be so That's okay. Don't worry, guys. I'll send it to you, direct link, and you can watch it as much as you want.
0: Listen. <laughs> I'll put it in the If card. you're watching me right now, you're not missing anything. Don't believe it. Don't, don't, don't worry <laughs> about it. You're going to sit there and go, what what's going on here? Now that's going to make them want to watch it.
1: Everybody <laughs> wants to watch it. Heather's like, play it again.
0: <laughs> are you kidding me? Everybody. Janelle Who? missed it. Galena said listen, that was amazing. that's what you get for being late. Yeah. Oh, And that's Galena, true. listen, you know better. Like, your, your people are always late for everything. You and Puerto Ricans, late for everything. Okay? Tell you what. That's what you get oh, for being late sad. to the podcast. You get to not see a thing. Yeah, and we had a new intro today. You
1: guys missed all of it.
0: It's okay. Bummer. They'll live. Okay. I can't. I cannot endure.
1: Oh my gosh, they're still saying go. <laughs> but I think we have a. You have some good questions, so. I have some good questions. I'm here yes. for this.
0: Leah, let's just get to the questions. Let's just do it. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We okay. were recently told by Catholic friends that they believe that Mary, the mother of Jesus, did not die, but was assumed and taken to heaven. I have never heard this before. I'm going to I kid you not. I had I my husband grew up Catholic. I didn't ask him this. I didn't ask Tom this, but I should have like, is that a fact, Jack? Because like, holy crap. Right. I, like, yeah. Th- that's nuts to me. It is absolutely nowhere in Scripture, but I'm going to just show you where they, they've cultivated something to make it. I don't, I don't know why, I didn't, I don't know why faith, different faiths do this. I, I don't understand this. Why not just stick to the Bible? But sometimes the Bible just isn't enough for some people and some doctrines. So, okay, um, this is what I found out. And it is kind of shocking. So let's, hold on, hold on one second, because I tell you, go take care of that with, it, with that thing's rolling down the hallway, please. And it, it, tell whoever it is what's going on. Super sorry, but sometimes I have to take care of other business. Okay. So the Catholic Church teaches that the Virgin Mary, the, and I'm going to read this too. The Catholic Church teaches that Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into the, into heavenly glory. This is what this is. What, I pulled this all up. I did not believe it, but this is what I pulled up, and it is actually factually true. At Assumption Day celebrations, um, at, at Assumption Day celebrations, it is common to artistic depictions of the Virgin Mary to be displayed. The Catholic Church celebrates the solemn solemnity of the Assumption of Mary on August fifteenth. So this is actual day that is celebrated in the Catholic faith, which just happened. They just celebrated it. Um about what's today? The eighth. So they celebrate and there was thirty days, so they celebrated it like fifteen plus eight is twenty four. Twenty three. Right? Twenty three eight. Yeah, thirteen, twenty-three days. So, twenty, like twenty-three days ago, they celebrated this. Crazy. Where is it in the Bible? It's not. As th- this is their doctrine. As with the dogma of her immaculate conception, the dogma of the assumption isn't explicitly stated in scripture. This was dogmatically defined by Pope Pius the eight, uh, the seventh in 1950 in his en- encyclical manifest must do us I don't know it's some kind of Greek whatever and this is how it was created and this is their doctrine behind it the Catholic faith. when he referred to many holy writers who employed statements in various images and analogies of sacred scriptures to illustrate and to confirm the doctrine of the assumption he explained that he wasn't manifesting a new doctrine but rather fulfilling his divine commission to faithfully propose the revelation delivered through the Apostles where is that in Scripture it is not the church teaches that the dogma of the assumption was at least implicitly present in scripture and the Apostolic uh, tradition and therefore t- is legitimate sign of the pro- uh, protection of the spirit of truth i cannot t- i cannot tell you how many times i whatever i was reading to you was in quotes it's because that's what they are saying not because that is what scripture is saying and then in the encyclia, Pope Pius the uh, the twelfth pointed to several scripture passages that he believed illustrated the doctrine of the Assumption of Mary. Some of them include Psalm 131 8. Now listen to this scripture. Psalm 131 8. Listen to this scripture, and you see if you see anywhere in it that would even refer to this. Arise, O Lord, into thy resting place, thou and the ark which hast um, which thou hast sanctified. The Spouse of Canticles, which is not the Bible. This is this is the book or the canticles. It, it, I don't know what canticles are, but I believe it's like, does, is anybody Catholic or grew up Catholic in this joint here? Mm-mm. I don't know what canticles are. I should have looked it up. But it's like like they have different books that you read that you follow your Catholic faith by. I think it's like one of the things like with CCD, when you go through CCD, you have to read the Bible. But you also have to go through the different teachings of the Catholic faith and the books that they require you to read from the Catholic faith. And I think this might be one of them, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And it's called The Spouse of Canticles. And in this scripture, Canticles 3.6 says, That goeth up by the desert as a pillar of smoke of the aromatical um, spices of myrrh and frankincense. So uh, my lovely assistant. I'm making up for it. Uh, you're making up for that, <laughs> that jib jab? That amazing jib jab. That amazing jib jab. <laughs> it says, what are the canticles in the Bible? A non-metrical song used in liturgical worship. Canticles are drawn from biblical texts other than the Psalter. The term is derived from the Latin canticulum, a little song. In practice, canticles are sung or said in worship. There you go. So they're sung, which is interesting. But again, okay, that makes no sense because even that, that goeth up by the desert as a pillar of smoke of aromatical spices of myrrh and frankincense. Where in the heck do you get Mary being assumed from that? Mm. Then Revelation 12, the woman clothed with the sun. They use that. Then Isaiah sixty one thirteen, I will glorify the place of my feet. Then, Canticles 8-5, who is this that cometh up from the desert, flowing with uh, delights, leaning upon her beloved? Like, that's a lot of assumption to assume that Mary's been assumed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, for me, it's a whole lot of made-up nonsense, you know. We don't worship Mary, we worship Jesus. And I find that in other faiths, like certain prophets and apostles, they're all worshipped. They're called saints. They're called, uh, they literally are held in high, as high regard or equal to Jesus Christ. Okay, that should never be. We don't worship anything other than the Lord himself. God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the only things we worship. If an angel himself when is in the presence of someone and the person falls to the ground and the angel says, "Get up," like an angel is a heavenly being, an apostle is like you and me, flesh and blood, like they did some great things for the Lord, just like all of us should be doing for God, but they hold no like they're they're not they're no different than you and me, like Paul. Paul was just like you and me people who put him on a pedestal I mean we should honor and respect what he did for God um, f- uh, when he turned his life around the the message and the lives and the I mean nobody won more people's people to the Lord than him in the in the New Testament none so to respect that is one thing but to like worship a man we sh- we're not to do that we're it's clear we're not to do that so this is where all of what we just read about is super dangerous and people who add or subtract to the word will be held accountable and it's two places in the bible that is very clear to not add to the word and not subtract from it if you do you'll hold you'll be held to great judgment Deuteronomy four two and this is New King James Version, it says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Revelation 22, 18 through 19 says, and it's a warning. It's literally titled a warning. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And anyone who takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. You're not to add anything to the Bible, subtract anything from the Bible, if that's why we say we're full gospel at this church. We don't make up stuff that fit a narrative to make life easier or better or greater or worse, nothing. We don't, or just make it just easy going. We don't do anything. If the Bible says yes, then it's yes. If it says no, then it's no. If it tells you to go here, then you go there. If it goes, you know, whatever it says, that's what we do. And we don't add to it to make life a little easier for someone or less offensive for someone. That's not how it works. Only only say what it says and to make up stuff It's very, very dangerous. There is nowhere in the Word of God that Mary was assumed. And so if you're Catholic today and you're listening to me, you need to study out the Bible and find out if that's true or not for yourself. Just don't take my word for it. Look through the Bible. Find out if what I'm telling you is true. You're going to be very dismayed and very disappointed to find out. It's not. But I think when you study it out, your eyes are going to be open to a lot of stuff that maybe you've been taught that's not necessarily in the Bible. And uh, that might be a, a great start for you in finding truth for yourself. But, you know, a lot of denominations, sad but true, and it's not just the Catholic faith, but a lot of denominations don't encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. They actually discourage you from reading the Bible. And there's reasons for that. You know what we call that? A cult. <laughs> We get called a cult all the time, this church, which I think is flipping hilarious. And all we do is preach Jesus, preach God, preach the Holy Spirit, and preach to dig into the Word of God. You know, but we're the ones called a cult. Other people that want to allow you to live however you want to live and say you're going to heaven and discourage you from actually reading the Bible but just taking the word for it, or don't maybe discourage you but don't encourage you, those are the ones I would stay away from. Get in the Bible. It'll free you from a lot of nonsense. <clears throat> Next question, what types of Bible study do you recommend for new Christians? Listen, I tell you this. Uh, we gave a lot of Bibles away at the Beloved, and I might forget one that w- I told you or I, I gave away. If I gave away, um, whatever I gave away at the Beloved Conference is b- a Bibles that I strongly endorse, and think people should own, and I'm not just saying I don't think that you should just own one of them. I think you should own every single one of them. Like when, like if you saw my house, I have lots of commentaries. Do I pull those books out all the time anymore? No, because what I've done is I've subscribed to um, different places or a, a certain certain websites where I can actually go and look up the Greek and Hebrew, the commentaries that I want. Super fast, super convenient. If I want a Matthew Henry, I can go straight there, but then I can see Josephus right next to it, you know? So, like, for me, I have the books. I have the commentaries. I don't really use them like I used to because I use my computer, and I pull and extract that same information off the different websites that I pay to be able to get that information very quickly. But I own many different Bibles. I give away Bibles all the time, personal Bibles that I own. For some reason, I can't for the life of me. The one that I covet the most right now is my stewardship Bible, which I don't own anymore because literally, I won that flipping thing at Pittsburgh. I had been wanting that Bible... And my husband has two, but he will not share. He has a King James, and then he has the um, Amplified. And he'll, like, let me take one with me to, like, the, the river. But he's always like, make sure you put that thing back. He loves, he treasures them. Pastor Ronnie gave them to me, gave, gave them to him. So I don't have one anymore because my first one that I won, I gave it away. And I knew clearly the Holy Spirit. Then that person that I gave it away to ends up going and buys me one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was sure. the happiest thing on the face of the earth. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I was like, yeah, he. I, I was like, I, I heard you, Lord. You're rewarding me for giving it away. Well, I, at the Beloved Conference, clear as day, the Lord told me, give your Bible away to this person. And as easy as it was to give away, it was very hard for me to do it, too, because I like I love that bible but <clears throat> obedience is the key and but I'm going to get that bible back like I'll be able to buy me one but this person I gave it away to I had I had no idea but they couldn't have bought it for themselves I guess so it always works out yep it always works out always be obedient mm-hmm. even though I want that bible I'm very happy to have given it away so here's what I would suggest I would have multiple bibles In multiple different translations. I love the New Living Translation. I absolutely positively love it. I love the Amplified. I love NIV. Um, Most of these, most of these, and I'm telling you, they've gone woke to a certain degree. So you're going to have to be careful. New King James is, out of all of them, the best of the best. Because it's the closest thing to how the Bible was actually written. King James is the closest. But... I get all tangled up with them, these thousand dusts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Same. too, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if I was to get a Bible, these are the Bibles that I would get for studying, okay? I would get Pastor Rodney's stewardship Bible. Now, I'm not telling you, some of these, like his Bible is $500, okay? And you go, oh, that's a lot of money. Okay. How much do you pay for uh, DirecTV every month? <laughs> just let me like come on how much do you put i mean do you go and get a coffee every day mm-hmm. um how much do you pay for this flipping exactly. thing a month and we we go 500 dollars for a bible well i say well you spend that thing is worth way more than 500 dollars if you look at the value and how life changing it can be from you in comparison to this thing and you have no no qualms about spending money a month on that or even like I just shocks me sometimes when people are, like, taken aback by what a Bible costs. His Bible is a stewardship Bible. So what it does is it highlights everything from the promises of God down to financial prosperity and blessings. Everything that was purchased on that cross is highlighted for you. And it's such the quality. I don't think I've ever held a Bible in my hands that is... Has got as much quality in mm-hmm. the workmanship of it, because mm-hmm. uh, everything he does is always excellent. He doesn't do anything halfway. So the leather is like, like I think it's goat skin or something. Yeah, it is top of the is. line. Oh my gosh! It, it feels beautiful. Then if you look at the pages, like the pages are so, like nice. That, like, I know the books of the Bible, but I can turn so quickly past the book that I'm going to because how, first of all, I don't like this part about it, but the books of the Bible are not on the side, they're in the middle, which Mm -hmm. makes it a little difficult um, to find it, um, because you have to literally open up the whole thing to make sure, but the pages are so nice and thin and quality, Um, I mean, it's such a great Bible, Perry Stone, if you're a new believer and you really want to know the history of what you believe and why you believe it, Old Testament, New Testament, it's irrelevant. It'll give you a Eastern mindset of, of, of Christianity. Also of um, Because even though it's Christianity, Jesus was a Jew. So it gives you the foundational understanding. In some cases it's more than foundational, but it's all it's all you can I mean it's written in a way it's simple stupid. I mean, seriously, he writes it in a way that simple stupid can completely understand. It it's not complicated. It's broken down phenomenally. And if you wanna wanna get dig deep and understand why you believe what you believe, but in an Eastern mindset. Because we all look at the Bible in a Western mindset. Jesus did not live in America, people. He did not. And we look at him like he did. And how they do things over in the Eastern world versus how we do things night and day. And it's still night and day to this day in many areas over there. Like you walk over you go over there and you're a little shocked. It's like... It's a little backwards in some, in some ways. But Perry Stone, so I would, the, those are my two, just knocked over the fan, guys, sorry. Um, I would, I would um, say Perry Stone and Pastor Rodney's Bibles. Perry Stone's Bibles, I think, cost you a little less than $300. Quality's not as nice, but it's an excellent Bible. It's really, really good. So Thompson Chain Bible, you can get that in a New King James and NIV. That's a great Bible, and you can buy that, and that varies in prices because you can get it hardcover to leather. And the leather, uh, we were gifted um, two Bibles from uh, the River Baltimore. They're a phenomenal um, pastor and his wife, and they're both pastors, but um, they gifted two two Thompson Chains. Um, We gave them away to our staff, but they're top quality. So you can get a really nice Bible. I think it was like less than um, $300 for um, the Thompson Chain. Nice quality. That's an excellent, excellent Bible. The, oh, Chuck Swindoll. How many of you guys know who Chuck Swindoll I know Logan doesn't. Do you know who Chuck Swindoll is? Mm-hmm. OK, Chuck Swindoll, phenomenal, funny, phenomenal, um, pastor, writer, author. I mean, he has some great books, great books. But he has a really good Bible, and I would get that one in the new living translation and it 's like it 's got great reviews but um, and you can buy that in different different ways um to not not to it has different varying ways you can buy it hardcover whatever um, leather but what 's great about him is he breaks down the gospels too or breaks down the scriptures as well but he 's funny, so everybody's different in how they do it, but he also has um, study portions in his bible as well so if it talks about a specific subject he's going to break that down for you and he's going to um, maybe use some of his uh, preaching or teaching notes on that topic and so you have better understanding of it too that's really what reading the bible is all about it's not just reading it it's understanding what you're reading and the and and digging deeper into those uh, into those scriptures and once you start doing that there is absolutely no way you'll say the bible's boring the only reason the bible is hard to understand or it's boring to you is cuz you're just reading it you're not studying it once you start studying it you almost can't put it down it, it's 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 very true and the more you have different bibles that you're using the deeper knowledge and revelation you get because these pastors They know the words, uh, they know the word in different ways because God has given them revelation in different ways. So they're gonna, a lot of it will sometimes be um, the base of it will be the same, but they'll take you to different places as far as revelation goes on that particular verse or whatever. That one won't won't go, he'll go in one direction, he'll go another, go in another direction, and you'll sit there and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But it'll all be foundationally the same, okay? Um so those are the ones I would stick to. I think i'm missing um the uh, the, uh, the Dakes is phenomenal. lots of people love that. I gave that away, but that is very, very helpful in breaking down the scriptures and doing monumental study yeah and if you ever want to know about him, like I just did a i just um learned about him. Um, and particularly about who he was, where he started from, from childhood to adulthood. It's amazing. This man is amazing. Um, so sometimes you need to find out, like, if you're going to, you know, read somebody's Bible, mm-hmm. uh, you might want to know about who they are. Mm-hmm. Because I think that it adds value to and legitimacy to their, their scriptures and what they, what they believe in. Um, Andrew Womack, I love Andrew Womack very, very much. And he has a Bible, but I wouldn't suggest you get his Bible. And the reason why I wouldn't suggest that is because he leans more Calvinist, which is eternally secure. He actually used to be, um, where you could lose your salvation, but it took a long period of time for that to happen, which is not what the word of God says. It clearly says, if you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Not if you live like this over an extended period of time. It says, if you live like this. And this is one of my biggest disputes with him. I love him. He's one of my favorite teachers, like, ever. I love him. But, like, everybody that you listen to or you um, learn from, there's absolutely no one that you're going to agree with 100% of the time. I say this all the time. I live with Tom, and there are things that he and I, not biblically speaking— but probably biblically speaking, but we're not the same human being. So he's going to see things one way; I'm going to see him another, and that's okay. You can still exist together and take um, and learn from one, one another. And if you don't agree on on something, you just say, "Okay, I'm not agreeing with you on that," but that doesn't change anything. That's how I say with Andrew Womack. There's certain things, and not very much, but there are certain things, and that's one big one um, that we don't agree on. Uh, but there is so much that we do, and he is a wealth of knowledge and prosperity and healing and ho- the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He gets it right. He knocks it out of the daggum park on it. One thing, well, there's maybe one or two things that he and I don't, I think I can listen. It's the eighty twenty plan. That's what me and Tom always say. Eighty twenty. If you can agree with somebody 80% of the time, then don't worry about the 20% that you don't. Unless they say that there is no hell. Um, There is no heaven or that there's more than one way to Jesus, I mean, which is coming. But as long as they're not preaching things like that, you're okay. Do you guys want to add any Bibles that you think are really great that I might have missed? Because everybody, I mean, I might have missed one and I don't know all of them.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with the ones that you said. Um, I like that. I haven't, I don't have the Perry stone, but I, what I've seen from it, what you showed me, I think is awesome. Um, pastor Rodney's Bible is great. And then we have the Dake Bible that we really mm-hmm. like to go back to and reference from, that's,
0: but that one's yeah, really good. I really
1: like that one, but yeah, that's, that's if, you
0: won, if you want, if you want every, like how many Bibles did I give away? Oh my gosh! Like five different Bibles. Oh,
1: oh, like the different types.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we gave like five different Bibles that we gave away um, every night. Yeah, or every every service. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're using it. Don't just like have won it and then you put it away. Yeah, like because there there's somebody else. If you want it, God may wanted you to win that sucker. Mm -hmm. And if you just put it on a shelf and you don't use it, there's somebody else that would have gladly loved that thing Mm -hmm. and didn't get it. So make sure that you like do use it yeah? because yeah. you were blessed when somebody else would have gladly taken it. So mm-hmm. there were lots of people who wanted those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so, a big hit. Huh? That was a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is this, you can give away, I mean, I, for me, I was like, I could buy a bunch of the baskets and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, the word never returns void. Mm-hmm. Like what somebody can gain from reading the Bible versus me giving them a basket, baskets end. And sometimes true. you don't even use them. It's true. You might not use the Bible either, but my odds are very high that you will. But yeah. what you gain from reading that Bible is life transforming. Mm-hmm. What you gain from me giving you a basket or a purse, mm, it's seasonal. Yeah. Eventually it's the true. purse is going to go out of out of trend yep. and season, and then you won't use it anymore. The yep. Bible never stops. Amen.
1: One it, piece of advice you gave your listeners that I took home with me is um, start with the Gospels, oh yeah. and it just helps you remember and repeat from different points of view, so I did that. Yeah. That was really Oh, is helpful. that what you
0: started doing? Yeah. Did you, where did you start in Genesis? Every new believer starts in Genesis and works, I think. <laughs>
1: I've started in Genesis 110 times.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's very it hard the names, because... The
1: names. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Yeah. I've even tried to write the names down. But um, not. I, I skip all over the place. Like this morning, I read, studied all of Jude. Yesterday was
0: Lamentation. I, you know what? Too is a really good... Like, and I didn't do this in this set, but I toyed with it. Is a great chronological Bible. Mm,
1: Yeah. I've tried to look for those. (sighs) My mom has. No, they're there. Listen,
0: a great chronological Bible is Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yes, it is. They're really good. It'll blow your mind because you think, it's like Mm -hmm. I always use this example, but you think Job was like how many in, right? Right, right. Job was actually with Genesis. (laughs) Yeah. Most people don't know it. But when you put it all in that perspective of, Chronologically, how things happened—that is just as Mm mind-blowing as understanding things in the Bible in an Eastern mindset.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like how long like people's lives overlapped in the Old Testament too. Like that was mind-blowing to me because you kind of forget like who was alive when Adam was alive or like you know Moses was alive. Like it's so interesting when you can like research it. Yeah, well, and the (laughs)
0: thing is, is like people think that like how could Moses know? What happened when Adam was alive? Well, because Adam lived 960-some-odd years, or 64 or something. like He mm-hmm. lived 900-some-odd years. So he had a long time to talk about history, right? Generation, generation, generation. So all of that transpired and passed on. Noah, Noah's grandfather, was Methuselah, I believe, So which was part of the lineage, obviously, of Adam. Methuselah would have had to tell Noah... Right. And then it goes on. So it's not hard. I mean, we all I mean, I know about my family's (laughs) history. So like for Moses to write Genesis is not difficult to understand or believe because, first of all, it's God inspired and God probably gave him information. Didn't probably. God did give him information. But on top of that, he also knew because he had family members who had told him. Mm -hmm. So. We all like know about our family history because grandparents talk Mm -hmm. and they tell us, they inform us and um, it just carries on. Stories carry on. At least good families do that. I mean, I, my parent, my grandparents, my great, great grandparents, I, I was alive with great, great grandparents and I remember them telling us stories about the depression, Mm -hmm. about growing up like that, growing, about their grandparents, about what life was like for them. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, Mm -hmm. you know? No electric for crying out loud, yeah, what know. life was like with that. I mean Yeah, I can't imagine So No thank you. It's 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 pretty amazing. <laughs> but a good Bible will yeah. a good Bible will change your life radically. Like never before. It'll blow your mind. Next question, is the fulfillment of Scripture that Jesus would be born of the house and lineage of David through Mary's bloodline or Joseph's bloodline? Which this is, this is a great question. If you don't know the Bible very well and how it breaks down, like, this is a really good question. There's a lot of people are probably watching, they're like, well... That's a silly question. It's not a silly question if you're a new believer or you've never really opened the Bible and don't understand it. If you already knew this answer, kudos to you. Kudos to you. You're, you're farther along than a lot of Christians are. But for whoever wrote this, Thank you for writing it, because you're going to open a lot of people's eyes that have no idea. You were just brave enough to ask the question. Matthew 1, 12 through 17 says, And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot... And listen, like I said at the, uh, at the Beloved Conference, I almost would rather speak in tongues than say all these <laughs> names, because they would, it would sound a lot closer than what actually I'm about to... Do. I'm going to slaughter a lot of names... In fact, I'm just going to say maybe the first letter. I don't know. And she, Sheatile, I mean, who names these people's names? Their it's parents so had, to so to had to hate them. It's
1: so hard. What happened to Tom? hate them. What happened
0: to Jerry? Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> begot Zerubbabel. Zerubabel begot abu- Abu'id or e- Ebude, whatever. Begot <laughs> Elchium. Elkian begot Azar, Azar begot Zadok, Zadok begot, begot Achim, and Achim begot Eluad. Eluad begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Matan. This is where it gets interesting. Matan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And now everybody goes, it's got to be Joseph. But Joseph only married her. So how can he be in the bloodline because there's no blood with Joseph because he did not consummate with Mary, Jesus, correct? You're like that's not going to work. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations from David until the captivity in Babylon, are 14 generations. So there's this is where this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but this is where God is just oh, he's amazing. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 years. And from David until captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from captivity to Babylon until Christ are 14 years. Is that amazing? Mm-hmm. 14, awesome. 14, 14, 14. Yep. It's not scattered. It's not all over the place. It's right. consistent. Yep. Let's look at Luke three twenty three through 24, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus himself, and I cut some of this off. Like there, It's a lot longer, but I'm sparing you people. <laughs> from what Logan hates a lot of names and begots. Now, Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, and the son of Melchi, the son of Jana, and the son of Joseph. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to read something to you. Like, if you study Scripture out, this is part of what you will study out so that you have an understanding of genealogy, as well as many other things in the Bible. But I want you to realize something, that back in biblical times, they kept bloodlines pure. So just like Abraham and Sarah, which was Abram and Sarai, they were brother and sister. Okay, half brother and sister. They shared the same dad, but two different mothers. So Abraham and Sarah were siblings to each other, half. Bloodlines were pure, just like every single time from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All of them went back to the same tribe, the same families. They married family members. They did. Okay, you would say, well, why aren't they all jacked up like people from Kentucky or from West Virginia? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Okay, but that's our God. So I'm just saying, they all marry family members like people from Kentucky and West Virginia do sometimes. (laughs) Are you from West Virginia, (laughs) Jerry? Oh, I know Logan's from Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) She's from New York. Just kidding.
1: But, she moved here from Kentucky. But Chris is.
0: <laughs> and Jer is from West Virginia, so that's even funnier. Jer from West Virginia. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they married family members, right? So this is no different. Joseph and Mary were family. They were actually cousins. Okay. They were second cousins. So really, they hold the same bloodline. So it was irrelevant that Jacob or Joseph is in the bloodline of David because guess what? So was Mary because they both have, they are family of each other. That's why it's a really good question because a lot of people don't know it. So we're going to get into this. Bloodlines were important. Keeping things pure was important. They always married family or in the same tribe. That was, that's why like when Samson went outside of the tribe and married women that in Solomon, they didn't like that was a big fat no-no to go and marry outside of your community you were not allowed to do it and usually it was family that's what you did so Joseph's father and mary's father were cousins that's the truth eli or heli took a wife so listen to what i say took a wife, and died without children. And then Jacob, and I only told you about the lineage so you understand who I'm talking about right now. Then Jacob took her to wife to raise up seed to his brother according to the command of the law. Because if, if you lost a spouse, then you had to take the wife. You had to make that person that, that if the, the husband died and uh, you were able to, you took on their wife. So that's what Jacob did. That's why it says, according to the, the command of the law. And he begat her, um, begat her, and he begat by her Joseph the, Joseph, the Joseph of Mary. That's the reason why I say to you, like, you just can't read the Bible, people. You have to understand. That's why I say Perry Stone's Bible is very, like, instrumental. Because you have to understand uh, Jewish culture, Jewish teachings, Jewish law. Eastern mindset, Eastern culture, if you did, all of that would make complete sense to you. But if you don't know it, you're like, what the heck? What's going on here? That was the command of the law. You had to do that. And he begat by her Joseph, who was the son of Jacob, according to nature, but the son of Heli, according to the law. So uh, whichever you choose, whether according to nature or according to the law, Christ is found to be the son of David. It is moreover right to know that Eleazar begat two sons, Matan and Jotham. Matan began, uh, begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph. Jotham begat Zadok, and Zadok, Zadok begat Mary. So, Jacob and Zadok are relatives, right? From that it that it is clear that Joseph's father and Mary's father were cousins. So that's why... They are both, and then it goes on to say, Matan was the grandfather of the Virgin Mary, and she and Joseph were also second cousins. So that's why it's super important to know the Bible, understand it, and also to know that Joseph was from the line of David, but so was Mary. They both shared the bloodline leading to King David, which is what in Isaiah it talked about, that the Son, uh, not the Son of Man, but the Savior would come and he would be from royalty and the royalty is from King David. So there you go. How'd I do, girls? That's very interesting. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? mm So she's, in, she's not very far in her Christian walk either. I'm King not. David. I'm listen, <laughs> just I'm, kidding. I, yes, I'm struggling Actually, you I'm are far Sometimes people just don't know this, those things. Yeah. But that's why, like, literally no, no question – should Like, if you have a question, you should ask, because there's a lot of people that don't know that answer.
1: I had no, I had no idea about Joseph.
0: Okay, put yourself on. Okay. Because when I ask you, I want people to see your face. Like, when oh you gosh. say you had no idea about Joseph, meaning yes. that Joseph was the bloodline from David, did you always assume Mary was the bloodline from Oh, yeah, from I knew David? that. Yeah. Okay,
1: that makes no sense No idea about Joseph. No idea there were second cousins. No clue. Had no idea. But, but I'm not surprised either, because of the way everything else was
0: well it's not surprising that uh that um it's not surprising that jesus and john the baptist are cousins yeah right right a lot of people don't know that right both of them the same age six months apart right right Yep. a lot of the apostles or disciples are all family yep and the reason they're all family they're all basically from canaan they're all from the same areas Yep. um it's it's pretty interesting. It's not surprising that Andrew was John the Baptist's disciple before he was Jesus' disciple. Right. John the Baptist is basically the one that told Andrew, "Go follow him." Yeah. His sandals, I'm not fit to tell you even untie. Right. Go follow him." Right. because John the Baptist knew who Jesus was, and Andrew I mean, that's a bold thing. Yeah That's a bold thing. And then Andrew becomes second fiddle, because Peter is number one. Yep It's good. He's in, in the top three. But Andrew's the one that brought his own brother. It goes back to David and Jonathan. Jonathan should have been the heir to the crown, mm-hmm. or the throne. Mm-hmm. David is the one that took it. Jonathan loved him in spite of it. Like we, yeah. like if you study the scriptures out, you will always find out, like how you re- should respond into every in any and every situation that you're put into, because there is something in the Bible that has trans uh, that has that's transpired. That you're walking through. Mm-hmm. Somebody has lived it out and displayed it perfectly. And if they didn't display it perfectly, you find out it was the wrong way to do it. And you fix it and you don't follow it the way. Because the Bible tells you, don't do it that way. Right. But a lot of people like, think it's just a boring book. It's not a boring book. No. Not at all. It'll change your life. <laughs> not at all. But it's pretty interesting. Like, if you study out the disciples. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were a... They were a wild bunch. They were. And it goes to, and when I say they were a wild bunch, on the ground, and as soon as she did, I kid you not, all her electric just totally went out, which is, I'm blaming her. But in the meantime, it gave me, gave me a few minutes to get some fruit snacks, get some energy. Sorry about that. We have no idea why. It must have been a power surge or something like that. But it actually happened, I'm not kidding you, when Talia laid down on the ground on the carpet, the electric totally went out. So we blame her. She thought, did I do that? <laughs> she later was like, did I do that? <laughs> no. You don't have that much power, sister. Not yet. You're working on it, though. She's got the power. All right, last question. Because we, we, we left and there was 10 minutes left. And I do want to cover a couple things. So la- the last question I'm going to cover today is this one. So uh, I'm going to read the whole thing. First part's not going to make a lot of sense, but it will eventually. It says, I know this isn't a question, but I just wanted to pass on uplifting information. So, I was, so I'm catching up on the podcast since we were way on vacation. Just got to Fridays with the special guest, which would be Natalie. Natalie was the uh, nurse uh, practitioner who is now with uh, We the People Healthcare. Um, and he, this person was saying as hope was just starting to introduce her and, and mentioned that she was in a parallel healthcare system. I got that Holy spirit chill. I had passed on information to my wife about a week ago about we, the people healthcare. She had already called us up an appointment for a visit. And I scrolled to the comments to see that this was what we would be discussed on, um, on the podcast. God knows what he's doing and absolutely God knows, does know what he's doing. That's uh, outside of the masturbation podcast that we had, oh Natalie's was actually my next highest number, um, Natalie's <laughs> podcast. That's true. Yeah. So um, listen, if you, I, I only say that because I agree with that question that, and it's not a question, but uh, obviously we had a large number of people watching because it's a serious issue in this country and we have got to... Um, We've got to support and we have to um, start thinking about different ways of doing things because this c- country is in, in, is is not going in a great direction, but we are the restraining. And if other places like this rise up and make a stand and say we're not following what you're saying and we're going to create a parallel economy, then it stops and it quells the the – other um, the evil that's trying to go on right now but in order for us to have a parallel system we have to support it so if you have not done so and you are looking for um, medical care the old-fashioned way where it's not protocols, but it's actually someone sitting down with you, spending some time with you, going over your history. Listen, we're a faith people. Like Natalie, she's a Christian. She's a faith-based individual. She's going to um, support you in a carnal way, which when I say carnal, I mean like in a physical sense, She's spiritually going to meet the need as well because she's going to um, look at things and and speak to you in a spiritual way. What, you know, like my my doctor prayed uh, with me. My sister's doctor prayed with her when we had our kids and stuff. That doesn't happen anymore. A lot of doctors aren't allowed to do that. And uh, we need to get back to that faith-based things like this. And um, so do we have anything? It's like on the screen. I, are you looking yeah, it up? Yeah. It's, on it, it's, it's on the, the screen. screen. It's on the screen. it been on the screen the whole time. So you're so great. <laughs> I'm, Listen, I'm Natalie Iverson, she's a nurse practitioner. There's a doctor there. There's a dermatologist. There is a pediatrician, family health. G- get Get in touch with them. Make an appointment. You will not be disappointed by the care you receive, but... We need to get back to – we need to set some things straight and get some wrongs in the right way, and we need to resist, and we need to stand up. And the only way that happens is if we the people make it happen. So I, I put that question in there on purpose. It's not really a question. It's more about a, a affirmation of what we need to do, and I wanted to reiterate. Like Natalie did a phenomenal job on that mm-hmm. podcast. You could clearly see she knows what she's talking about, but you will receive great care. She's actually my family's doctor. She's other people in this church's doctor, and uh, can't say enough great things about her. The next thing I want to uh, bring up to you is today. My husband turned me on to this, like, and then Norma was talking to me about it because she's been watching it like crazy. So today, I was like, I'm going to revisit this. But Jesse Duplantis has a great. I, if you don't listen to his teachings, you're crazy. He, first of all, is a phenomenal preacher, like. Off the charts, phenomenal faith-based preacher. When I say faith-based, I don't mean just faith as in prosperity, faith in healing, things like that. People, when we speak of faith, uh, faith Faith can mean different things. You have to have faith in your salvation. You have to have faith in your healing. You have to have faith in your finances. There's so many different things that you walk out in faith in. So when we say we're a faith based church or he preaches a faith based message, it encompasses the word of God because the word of God is faith, a faith based message. It's not one that is willy nilly and that just come what may or God will God or will He not? Uh, we don't know if He will, but if he does, it's not that. That's not what the word of God teaches or, or preaches. So uh, I, I tell you, he's a faith-based preacher because he teaches everything that the word preaches. But will you put that up for me? So, Jesse Deplantis has a great teaching on heaven. It's phenomenal. It's actually a a time when he went and visited heaven. Now, how he starts this. Now, I love he has an older version Mm -hmm. that my husband watched. And I watched, too. I love that one. But this is when he was a young man, Mm -hmm. younger man. And he teaches basically the same message. But I like it because he's a very funny like he's very funny. He's he's um, a joy to listen to because he brings laughter into it and. But this one I just listened to and I was laughing but it I was crying. Like my daughter was a, a a ball of tears this week when she listened to it. Um because not because of sadness because of like what God has in store for us. How great is it that that something that you can't touch or have an experience with outside of you know you You putting it out there. God never forces himself on us. But he is always waiting and willing for each and every single one of us to embrace him, to receive him, and want a relationship with him. And even though he sits and he waits for us, he has a place prepared for us that is in so much that Jesse DePlantis cannot even describe it. I mean, he does great—he goes to great measures in order for us to have a glimpse, but even he says— There's no description um, of it. It's, It's an amazing experience. Every Christian should listen to it. And if you're not a Christian and you're not a believer, I really, that's one of the reasons why I, you have to listen to it to the very, very end, especially if you're not a believer. Because it'll speak to you. Like, it'll speak to you. So... I had Tracy pull this up because I want to encourage everybody, take some time out this weekend before church on Sunday. Go and listen to this message because when you walk into church on Sunday, you're going to have a whole new outlook on worshiping the Lord, receiving from the Lord. And if you're not saved, if you don't listen to this and walk away and want to be saved or get your life right immediately, I will be shocked. Because there is no way you can turn down what God has in store for us. It's amazing that something that didn't have to love us would love us so much and prepare a place for us that no mind can can even conceive. No eye has seen, no mind can understand, you know. It's, it'll blow your mind. It really will. So. Take some time, there's the QR code, but worst case scenario, type in Jesse Plant is Heaven. That's the picture that you're gonna see, very similar to, is that this picture they're gonna see, That's the picture, and
1: we have links in all of the social media too, so they can just click the link. Okay. So if they...
0: It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Who doesn't have an hour and a half time? Come on, Mm -hmm. we waste our time on so much nonsense. So much nonsense. You got an hour and a half to watch that. It's life changing. You'll not regret it. If you don't know him today, I sincerely, and I don't, and I mean this sincerely, we lost, we lost like five minutes. So I probably don't have that many people watching, but I don't care because guess what? It's not about who's watching live right now. I have way more people who watch this podcast, not in real time, but hit the replay by a lot, way more, a lot than live, which I love all of you that that are watching live. I need you, but most people can't watch me in real time. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so and I, I get that. But somebody might stumble upon me right now and know that they need to get their life right. Or you've been saved, and you need to come back. And if that's you, I strongly encourage you to say this prayer with me right now. Let's get her done, and then you can have the best beginning of the weekend. Friday's great, but when you're saved and you have Jesus in your life, like, I don't need the weekend. The weekend's great, but I don't need the weekend. It, it's, it's pretty darn good every day. Say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for dying um, for my sins. I, I want to live for you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent and will go the opposite direction from this day forward. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I ask you, Lord, to give me the purpose and plan you have for me. And I will fulfill it from this point on every day until I come to heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. It is super simple, it's as easy as that. Now, get in the Bible. You know, everybody will say that Jesus says, come as you are. He does say, come as you are. But then after you receive him, he ex- expects you to become who he's called you to be. And the word is filled with that. And that's what you're going to have to learn. And uh, you can continue to watch this podcast, which will help you out. You find a phenomenal church if you live in the area. Then you just come to this church. It will, it, it will disciple you into becoming all that God has for you. And uh, then you'll start making uh, little disciples yourself. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming back for those of you who came back because we got totally, I don't know, what do you call that? Dropped. We got dropped. Dropped. We got electrocuted (laughs) or electrified, whatever. Thank you for coming back. Have a great weekend, and I appreciate you watching. Bye.
1: Real Talk.